Hello, small group leaders. I know it's been a long time since I have sent out a podcast. And for that, I am so sorry, but also super excited to be able to send you a podcast this week in this super fun part of Acts that we're in. So one of the things that I want to start out with is that the way that we do sermon series, especially going through books of the Bible, is that we're very intentional to not skip any parts of the scripture or the passages. It would be so easy, right, to skip certain sections and Just go on to the easier ones, but this lined up with our rotation of scripture. And so it wasn't for any other reason to go through it other than this is the word of the Lord and we want to honor it, we want to cover it, and we want to handle it in the most respectful way. So that being said, that's where we come along with this weekend. So here we go. There's a ton of announcements. One of the announcements are please RSVP to the celebration dinner. We want to celebrate you. Small groups is so hard and you guys work so hard to open up your houses, your hearts, your lives to shepherd and care for people really well week after week after week. And we want to celebrate you and do something nice for you. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be lots of fun things happening and delicious food. So please RSVP, please come out. We would love for that to happen. And then just really want to go over the intersect with you guys. I want you to know that when we write these questions, we get help. We seek outside counsel and opinions. We don't enter into this willy nilly, but we really take a lot of time in doing that. That being said, if you guys ever have things that you would like us to add or wonder why we asked a particular question or just give your thoughts on feedback, please let your coach know. We are all here working together. We as a team of two who write them and then coaches a team of seven can do so much, but a team of 70, man, what great things can we accomplish for the kingdom if we all collaborate and work together. So uh, anytime you guys have thoughts, please send it our way. We write the intersect before the message as well. So if you have thoughts afterwards, that's not going to be super helpful. (laughs) But your thoughts afterwards will be helpful in helping us write questions better for the next time. All right, here we go. Have you ever experienced a situation in which conflict led to a division? How did you feel and behave in this process? Here's the thing. We have to start out up front, and I believe it's a thing you might even say, is that this is not a time to gossip and talk bad about other people or other situations. This is not a time to he said, she said, point fingers, things like that. Really, the reason why we want to ask that is, have you even seen that? Has it even been a thing that has come up in your walk with God? Oh, and then how did you behave? Really be accountable. You were great and wonderful. You behaved naughty. You were a turkey. And then really focusing on what would you do differently if you had the opportunity? Hindsight's 2020. So what would you do differently? How did you honor God? How did you dishonor God? Would you continue to dishonor God? What would you do differently? How would you love people and love God in a way that the division could have been held like Paul and Barnabas? Number two, describe a time you've seen someone dissolve a relationship in a respectful God-honoring way. Really, have you seen that? And what about that was 
beautiful. And what about that really had you afterwards thinking like, wow, this is a wonderful thing. It's a horrible thing that they had to divide, but they did it in such a way that really, really brought glory and honor to God. But let's talk about that. The reason why that's important is because I don't think a lot of people have seen that. And so if you've seen it, let's celebrate it. Number three, describe ways that conflict and division can glorify God, reflect his character and strengthen his church. How can that happen? You put those words together and it seems that it's negative. And so how can two negative things glorify God? But really, having conflict is okay. Having conflict is not always a bad thing. There are times when you can have conflict with someone and because you discuss it, you have a greater understanding of that person, where they're coming from but also maybe sharing and shedding some light onto your heart in it, maybe learning and growing your part of the situation. It's really a beautiful thing. I love difficult conversations. If you know that about me, if we've had to have one, I'm sorry, but then you should know that I love it. I run towards them 90% of the time because I believe the enemy wants conflict to stay forever and to end in a horrible way. And if we can fight against that by having conflict in a way that brings glory and honor to God, where we can be closer to one another, where we can understand one another better, then it's a beautiful thing. Even if you can walk away and say, I still disagree with you, But I appreciate the fact that we can disagree and still love God and honor God in what we do. Conflict is a good thing when handled in a God-honoring way. So which ways can that happen? Talk about that in your group. Think of examples in your own life. If you've had a difficult conversation with me, it's okay. You can tell people, like, I had this conflict, but it worked out, hopefully, in a God-honoring way. Here we go. What do the following passages say about handling conflict and division? These are such clear ways and they're pretty self-evident, but one of the things that I want you to understand, and Steve used two of these scriptures in the message this week, is that division gets a one-time warning. Divisiveness gets a one-time warning. And so as you as a small group leader and you start to see that maybe this is a thing that's happening, really understanding that this can destroy your small group. And so using the tools that we've given you to be able to handle a divisive person, talk to them afterwards. Hey, person, do you have a second to talk afterwards? And then not being afraid to address the issue at hand and keeping God the center and the focus. So when you said this about this person, I felt like it was being very divisive. When you spoke this way about this particular situation and you have not approached that person, I felt like you were trying to cause division in the body of Christ. And I am telling you that that is unacceptable. This is unacceptable behavior. And you as a small group leader are the front line to stopping that behavior. Because what we can do is we can either spark the flame and add fuel to it to make it be a wildfire. Wildfires destroy churches. Or you can be the person to stop it in its tracks by saying, this is not a way as a body of Christ that we will behave. 
and that you stop it immediately. The responsibility is so heavy for you guys sometimes, and I'm so sorry, but also you have a beautiful opportunity, a beautiful opportunity to stop something before it gets worse. Those that have done it and done it really well, I believe have honored God so well. And those of us that may have had a few mistakes in that, we see how not stopping it in its track spills over into so many other different areas. And that's so potentially damaging, not to cross point, but to your walk with God, to their walks with God, to hurting other people. And if we can by all, all means necessary, honor God in being the first ones to say, hey, this is not an acceptable way to talk about somebody. No matter what, let's stop this conversation. Let's try to handle this in a God-honoring situation. Let's not talk about people, but let's talk to people. What are the ways that you as small group leaders can do that to really, really honor God? Because in Proverbs, Man, things that God abhors, we have to be really careful to be mindful of what those are. And then number five, I would 100% do in split time. What conflicts are you going through? This is not open for he said, she said, this thing happened, this thing happened. This is what are you going to do about resolving this conflict? Before you take communion, before you go and serve, before you go and do something, how are you going to run, sprint as fast as you can to handle this conflict in a God-honoring way? And then let's hold one another accountable. That's not fun. It's not fun to hold people accountable sometimes. It's not fun to not jump in and be like, well, Oh, hmm, yeah, I agree. And ooh, and uh, it's probably more fun sometimes to participate in the conflict than it is to be the one to stop it. But let's honor God. Let's really push the people in our small group that God has called us to shepherd to honor God. And if it's you with the conflict, man, I am praying for you. But I'm also calling you out and saying, don't ask people to do things that you are unwilling to do because they'll know and it'll be evident. We want to try our hardest in everything we do to be at peace with people at all times. So who do you need to have a conversation with small group leader? Who do you need to have a conversation with small group host? What do you need to do to avoid potential further disruption in the body of Christ? Not to avoid conflict, but to run through conflict, to avoid further disruption and divisiveness and division and distraction in the body of Christ. So I'm praying for you. Please reach out to me. Please reach out to your coach. Whatever we can do to help you guys better lead this small group, please let us know. We love you and we are praying for you like you have no idea. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.